All right. So, good, well, I don't want to say good morning, but good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. I hope all is well, as always. And um, it's been really, really crazy out here in New York City. Like, we've had snow, and then snow is continues to keep coming and then I'm a little confused by like why in the world like out of nowhere right like is it snowing like we haven't had snow in so many years like that's sticking that's consistent so yeah I don't know global warming (laughs) I don't know but um I wanted to pop in um and let me just give you a pre-warning if you are easily triggered Um, easily angered or um, hypersensitive to certain discussions within um, our community Um, you will not like me today and I suggest that you just turn this off and the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm gonna have a conversation today um, a, a very hard conversation today about toxic culture our toxic culture right because I can only speak for our toxic culture when I say our I mean brownie people black people african-american people um and it says this is by um in no means a way of uh demeaning us or um saying that we're bad people or anything because I think sometimes people aren't don't have the capacity to understand that criticism or criticism is not is not always someone trying to hurt you but to make you better and so living in this culture having to experience what I've had to experience throughout my life um um hold on because another thing just came to my head um I haven't experienced everything that I had to go through my life as a black woman growing up in Brooklyn New York um there has been many many experiences that I had to experience that I felt like I was robbed of my childhood period and the way that we function as a group of people so let's get into the first thing one of the first things right so I'm gonna have several conversations several different topics ranging from accountability to hypersexualized to dumbing ourselves down for the lesser and um for not allowing ourselves to be individuals um, in those kinds of conversations. So they may not flow from one end to the end, but they all make, they all are, again, under the same umbrella of having a toxic um, culture. Um, okay, so with that said, let's get started. So one thing growing up in in my community I realized um is that we have so let's go let's track through my childhood we have a hypersexualized culture and now because of social media um our culture is even more sexualized as a child I was bombarded with um with um with boys uh filling up on girls in my school and having sex in the modules and doing all of these different things and girls pulling me to the side like are you having sex and you have a gap and all of these like random conversations when I was just in myself not I was first I was never like that but I I never was I wasn't thinking about those kinds of things and when I think about the way that we raise we and I say we right I don't have any children but we're all responsible um for uh I always say you are your brother's keeper and we all are responsible for the demons um and the problems that we have in our culture because we all at some point um whether we directly contributed or just allowed it right without giving question to it we all um are a part of that and so um, and contributed whether I mean you contributed even if you said nothing right like if you're complacent in a situation that is bad right like if someone's being someone's a bully and someone's beating somebody up and you're just standing there you're also a part of the problem right um okay so that's how I feel um period so growing up it was just like I again so like I was bombarded with like images of like like they had things like 
sex cards and things like that and and we we raise our boys to be like oh um you're gonna like from young right like we're telling I would hear things like oh you're gonna date a bunch of different girls or them being made fun of for wanting to just have one girl and being like yo you could date anybody and having this toxic culture of like teaching them to be players and pimps but then trying and then teaching us to be mothers and wives like there's a conflict there and if you disagree with me that sounds personal but I am and have lived in this culture my entire life and I see the way that our girls are raised to be responsible human beings and then our guys are raised to be um irresponsible um people right like irresponsible disrespectful hypersexualized and I remember being young and my mother's boyfriend pulling my like he was like I want to show you something and my brother had to be about like five or six years old and I remember him pulling my brother into the room he's like I want to show you something and I was I didn't know what was going on but he refused to let me go in but you know I'm very persistent so when they went in and closed the door I like bust in the room and they were like watching porn at the time I didn't know it was porn I was confused but they were watching porn and this is my five six year old little brother with a grown man teaching him um showing him about porn which was odd um and so I I was just like a bit confused and I didn't like it was just like okay for him and it was just cool again in my middle school years, I remember going upstairs to the fourth floor, and some of our lights on the on my school on the fourth floor um, were like out, and only the, the lights and the modules were on. And um, I remember going up the stairs, and it being a bunch of boys in the hallway. And um, I was in the sixth grade, and um, there was a girl laying with her back on the floor, with her legs spread wide open. And all of these boys were, like, putting their hands in her, like, I don't know if they were, like, physically putting it all the way in her, but they were touching her down there. And I remember, like, being frightened, and, but I had already walked up, and so I was, like, just go through, also I'm gonna have to walk down a really long hallway by myself, um, coming from the other staircase. So I just walked through and I remember this boy named Tony who was older than me and I think he was like in the seventh or eighth grade. I'm not sure what grade he is in. Um, I later learned his name because I didn't know his name then. Um, literally took his hand and put it to my face and he didn't touch me. He was like, smell this. And I was disgusted because it, it clearly was her vagina. And so again, I'm being grown up as a child just seeing like these different things and the promiscuity and these kinds of things it was just really really weird to me and this isn't going to be a trek through my childhood but I'm going to tell you where these instances have come up where these things have caused problems and so I was never thinking about that but I felt like in the culture I started hanging out with girls because I'm the only girl in my family and my honestly like my family is not hypersexualized at all like we're really like if you ever had to think about gamers and clowns like <laughs> gamers and clowns like gamers like that's all my family does like like I'm the only girl all they did was play video games they weren't really into girls like that like they it was video games and so I would just sit around and watch them play retarded ass video games all day because they were hating on me and didn't want me to play because I was amazing <laughs> okay maybe I wasn't amazing but I was I could have been great if they would let me play so um yeah uh so yeah so like I didn't come from that like high but everyone around me my mother's friends um uh like uncles um, from from my dad's side and things like that like it was just a culture of bad behavior and I saw really toxic um, these grown adults um, getting to long-term relationships with long-term girls and just put them through a lot of pain throughout my life and having them fight girls and do all these different things and I was just so confused right because I'm being taught to be a mother and to be a wife and to take care of my family and be responsible but then my brother was being taught right like I, I remember a, a specific conversation with my mom and um because my mom literally was cleaning our rooms for a long time 
except for me. Like, at some point in my early teens, she was like, I'm not cleaning your room anymore. And I felt the way because she was cleaning my brother's room. I mean, my brother's like a year apart, like literally a year apart. Um, and so I remember her specifically saying to me, you need to learn and he don't need to learn because he'll find somebody who will cook and clean for him. This is exactly what my mother said to me. Toxic. Because somewhere in her life, she was taught that. She was taught that that was okay. She was taught that the bare minimum in a relationship and in a guy was okay. She was taught that she, again, as black women are always mostly taught to be mules, right? To be mules. And so I remember staying in the doorway and I remember being really fucking upset. Like, really, really fucking upset that she said that shit to me. And I was like, bitch. Like, in my head, of course, because I didn't want to die. But in my head, I mean, I love my mother, but I was really inflamed. Like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like he's not a fucking king. He's a fucking little boy. Like, he's not some... I was just so confused. Like, why would you even say that? Like, we both need to be cleaning our own fucking rooms. And if you're going to clean his, you need to clean mine too, period. You get what I'm saying? I was a kid. Um, <laughs> um, and so it was like, you wash the dishes. He don't have to wash the dishes. You clean, you cook, you do that. And he would just do nothing. And so when I think about, um, and, that, and, and, and remember that these, me, right? Like me and him, I grew up to be a young woman. He grows up to be a young man. And so now we have these ideologies that are problematic and toxic in our community. And this isn't an isolated situation. This ain't your mom, my dad was just your mom. No. And even if they never say those words, in the subconscious level, this is what they're saying. If you teach your kids to be womanizers, to be, to, like, I remember, like, having friends and my mom never let me have company or boyfriends like I was with this one boy for really like my entire like uh from I don't know seventh eighth grade up into like 11th grade and like he couldn't even come to my house like not come to my house like towards the end he could come to my house like but he couldn't spend a night at my house he couldn't do anything like that so growing up I would watch like I had I don't I always had like a lot of guy friends and not all of them I'm not gonna say all of them but a lot of like the American um look it's about to be some red some redness okay because a lot of people are not gonna like what I'm about to say but a lot of foundation of black Americans um that I knew right because they I where I come from like in Brooklyn it's like it's like Brooklyn is really a lot of Caribbean people and things like that. And I'm not saying that Caribbean people aren't toxic because they are. What I'm saying is that, let me just not generalize specifically to one group of black people, but black people were allowing their sons to have um, girlfriends come over, spend a night, and multiple girlfriends come over and spend a night. Like, she was there on Friday and she was there on Saturday and it was okay. And a lot of time this was coming from single women. And I was confused by the entire situation that, like, single women were, who were, um, I mean, when I was young, I didn't know, but as I've gotten older and I've gotten to know people's moms or, like, just, just the situation, it's like, you're broken and you're in pain because someone taught their, their son to be a jerk and he, you trying to be married woman or trying to whatever and these guys don't want that and then so now you're teaching your son to again be a womanizer and a disgusting human being right because he knows that it's okay to have to be with this girl to be with that girl they bring a drama to your door and then you'll say and then I remember one incident where where the mother was like don't bring that shit to my door I don't give a fuck I did like you know the ghetto shit and so I was like really really confused by that but again like we're teaching our young boys to be horrible human beings and then they become adults and then we wonder why they have commitment issues why they don't want to be in relationships single-handed relationships they want to be with different people they can't keep nobody they have like they definitely have commitment issues like we just don't understand that right because we have this extremely a toxic ass culture of like friend the girls in my the girls all the friends all the girls that I knew they couldn't have even boys come to their house like you can go sit on a porch maybe do you get what I'm saying but like 
you weren't going to be in my house. You weren't going to be spending the night. You just weren't, it just wasn't going to be happening. And so just growing up, it was just like really difficult. And let me let this segue into another piece of like, not our culture also, right? Because when you think about it in terms of like, because this is the same thing, right? Like we're not allowed to be individuals. And what I mean by that is that as a culture, we have a culture of shame, right? You have to do what we want you to do. Cool is what we say cool is. And you have to do what we want you want us to do, else we're finna make fun of you. And if I'm lying, stop me. Okay. I remember. Um, okay, so if you're from New York, I'm not sure if they have this store anywhere else. There's a store called Cool Cookies. And at some point um, in my school, I guess to help combat people making fun of people because I lived in the culture, like, my culture is like, and I say my culture in terms of, like, if you're black, this is our culture, period. And you know it's our culture, right? Especially in New York. Like, you need it to be fly. Like, we have, like, this poor people with high, um, with expensive taste keep it real and so going to school people making fun of you because your clothes are not fancy or because your lacoste is really like a instead of it being a lacoste sign it's like another animal or something like or because you're wearing u.s polo association instead of polo and whatever it is right like or you're wearing sketchers instead of jordans and i remember being in school and being kind of glad that we had to wear uniform um in middle school because not middle school wasn't middle school was high school in elementary school because my mother doesn't have a lot of money to buy um like you know like designer shit like she didn't have that and so there was two girls in my school who always wore like Prada and Gucci and all these different things and my mother couldn't afford it so when they forced us and they were like really popular because of what they had like right and they were young young girls getting their nails done it was just really odd like when I think about it now I'm like what like nails and tips and like in middle school and and just think it was weird but in elementary school it was just it was weird but okay um (laughs) but look you can do what you want with your children um I remember like being happy about it I remember my mother making a comment about it too like yeah because so kids can focus on school and not have to worry about if they look like bums so anyway my mother bought me my uniform and I was happy about it I had one that was like a skirt, a shorts and a skirt was fly you know what I'm saying and I remember getting these shoes from cookies and they had like a strap over like you know if you ever just think about baby doll shoes if you even know what those look like and I was really happy right it was always clean my, my uniform was always nice you know I always like wearing dresses and stuff like that every day and I remember as time went on being like made fun of because oh you got your oh like if not me but like if you didn't get your uniform from cookies and you got us from somewhere else like they were making fun of you and I remember Dickies or something started making uniforms or something so you had to like get it for it was just like this weird weird toxic culture another instance many there's been many instances of like um like that I remember of like boys wanting to be on skateboards or you trying to be white or why you lose a weirdo people being into books oh you weird like anytime like we step away from this toxic ass culture of being a thug and a gangbanger which are, they, are those the same um of being a thug a gangbanger a womanizer or I'm not saying people on skateboards can't be like that but anytime like it's like our kids and I think for guys it's a lot different because for a woman you can like we we can kind of like escape that of it but for guys is like it's really difficult right like trying to be an individual human being for yourself but then society and your culture like being made fun of every every single day um being picked on because people think that you're a dweeb people think that you're weird um 
because you don't dress like them or you don't talk like them and it, it, like just watching that happen my entire life makes and especially for boys right like I watch them be regular and then they turn into hoodlums because as a defense you know they start hanging out with the same people who was um harassing them because they don't want to be picked on right so now here goes this nice kid who was just trying to get to school and come home and who was picked on so much that he decided that he wanted to be a part of the gang or the kid the the bad kids in our neighborhood because he didn't want to be picked on anymore right and I think that's such a horrible thing like if you don't wear a certain kind of clothes if you don't do your hair a certain kind of way right like I used to really really love wearing um bobos and barrettes and these kinds of things I thought I was really like I really loved it like I love my mom's I love her doing my hair because it was too tight but I love I really really loved it and so just coming from a culture of like anytime you don't do what they want you to do wear what you want them to wear you have to be uncomfortable that individualism is not accepted in our community and I've always been a person that just did whatever I wanted to do. I didn't really care about what other people think. But I remember my mom having a conversation with me. And she's like, baby, you have to care about what people think. And I remember really, like, saying to her, I remember saying to her, like, no, I don't. And I don't care. Like, I'm not, like, no. And she was like, you have to care. Like, you have, you cannot walk around like that. Like, you cannot walk around, like, with this I don't care attitude. Like, you have to care about what people think about you. And I remember us having that conversation. And then now as an adult, I realized, like, how much of so much of the things that we do is because we don't want that judgment how much of so much of the things that we buy is because we don't want that judgment how much of how much how much of the things that we experience in life um right like why do you like that particular designer brand right is it because society says because our culture says that you need to like it and we need to apologize because i'm moving around Um, But we need to address that, right? Like, we need to be able to address, like, the fact that we shame each other into submission, right? So when when people on the outside look in, it's like, there's only two type of people. A ghetto girl or a quiet, nice girl. A ghetto boy or quiet... You get what I'm saying? Like, there's never this in-between of just, like, a bunch of different human beings that coexist in one culture. And I think that's why people... Some people are not going to like what I'm about to say, but I think that's why people um, find it difficult to date each other in terms of being a brownie sometimes is because like our perspectives, our anger, our frustration is very, very like we just angry and frustrated like a lot of what I'm right. And so like somebody else just brings a different outlook, a different culture, a different you get what I'm saying? Like, with no judgment. And so I think it's, a lot of times, it's just easier. Like, I don't want to be, like, I'm not an angry black girl. I'm not, um, I have feelings. And if I'm and I'm passionate, if something is something is something, that's just what it is, right? And it's like, why do I always have to be labeled? Why do I always have to be something? Like, it's just, it's just not fair, right? Like, I'm a human being who deserves some respect. And I don't need to be like you. If I need to be like you or I need to fit into these, what, two or three boxes that you gave me in order to be accepted into our culture, then I have we have a problem, right? And so, like, now when I think about our culture and the way that it's moving into the promiscuous, like, this highly, high, like, hyper-sexualized community. Like, I thought when I was young, I mean, now it's, like, really bad. And it's, like, I am either want to be a thotty, right? Like, the new music is, like, I want to be a slur doing all of these things for for like doing all of these things to keep a quote-unquote keep a man which they never do but that's another podcast or be this woman that's like out there like I, like I don't I'm not fucking like that I'm not gonna pretend to be a promiscuous human being or a daddy make that like give me room to fucking be my own person but I think some parts of like these people of like they've been so suppressed but we know first of all let me pause this real quick because we know why the media is 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 bigging up people like meg the stallion and mulatto and 
um, there's some other rapper girls, Cardi B's, and right because of the shit that they talk about, which is nothing. They bring nothing to the table. All they're doing is like, all they talk about is like it's this like it's worse than men's music like i like i can't even listen to the music at all like what are you talking about i heard cardi b say something like swallowing some bitch what the fuck are you like i was like so alarmed right but in this culture now me saying that i'm a hater right or i'm looked at weird and i'm just like you can be whoever you fucking want to be but don't try to shame me for not being that and i think that's what i'm trying to say it's like I am who I am, and I like who I am, and I just, like, I am the girl that would probably wear Skechers. I am the girl that, yes, I will, and I've been looking, and I've wanted them for years, will have the sneakers that are that have the toes, right? And I want my children to be free enough to be able to wear sneakers with toes and Skechers and um, whatever and hold their fucking head high. Our culture is, oh, they keep bothering you, just just join them like just okay i'm gonna like a mother oh i'm gonna just buy you some jordans because bitch, i'm not buying you nothing like you better you better toughen up <laughs> and in other countries they don't do that you know so i i you know and i'm not saying that they don't do it but like it's it's too important to us designer things and i'm gonna be real with you most of the people in my community are poor like working class poor like, I live in the working class poor. There's no middle class, okay? You know, I read some numbers. The middle class is not making over 150-something thousand dollars. Nobody in my community is making that, okay? So, we have to think about what we're teaching our kids, you know, the images. Like, allow them to be who they want to be. If you just want to be a, a bookworm, a freaking insect weirdo or and I, I like I always said like I've always been I never hung out with the cool kids but I always was a cool kid a cool kid among, like I really was always like a cool kid and I used to hang out with the weird like the quote unquote weirdos because they were the ones who kept it real with themselves who were authentically themselves yeah they got bullied for it but it's like they were always themselves and I didn't want to pretend. I didn't want to pretend to be anything other than what I what other than what I was. Would hang out with whoever I want to hang out with. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. Like, period. But everybody don't have that mindset like mine. Everybody's not that strong. And you shouldn't have to. Our kids shouldn't have to walk through a cloud of smoke. And and we pray that they make it through. Like they shouldn't have to walk through that. Like. It's just, it's hard. Like, it's hard to be a child growing up in a toxic-ass community. And then, God forbid, and again, this goes back to accountability. God forbid we question um, the behaviors of our black men in our communities of, like, their toxic-ass fucking behavior of, like, selling the drugs or, like, teaching our kid, our sons to be fucking um, uh, uh, thugs and, and womanizers and and leaving their child, oh God, like God forbid you say anything about the culture of guys leaving black, um, our community, leaving their children, right? They'll be with a girl for five, six years, she get pregnant and he's gone, right? Like God forbid you have that conversation and in our community, we always put the blame. So let's talk about it because now we're getting into something else. We always put the blame on women. There is a level of responsibility that they both share. But we never talk about the pain and the sorrow that children carry from not having both parents, right? That mom mom stayed, but we're saying, well, she shouldn't have had no baby by him. That's weird. That's weird to me. They both had the baby. She stayed. Like, if anybody's going to get kudos here, it's going to be her. And he needs to be shamed. We have a culture of do not question black men. We have a culture of let them do what they want to do. It doesn't matter. Um, it just doesn't matter. Like, it do, it really doesn't matter. That's weird to me. Like, honestly, that's really, 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 really weird to me. Like, if you even bring up, like, they're leaving their children. They're not taking care of their children. They're fucking having multiple baby mothers. Just creating this another generation of broken spirits. Right? And then, and then, and then... They're creating a, a genera- generation, another generation of broken spirits. The men grow up angry. The women grow up angry. And they both are 
picking and choosing mates, right? Like, off their childhood trauma. Oh, she got daddy issues. Damn, it's like, oh, he, oh, he, right? Like, we have so much compassion for the males in our community, but not for the women. It's like, damn, like, why are we not having the conversation of, why the fuck you keep getting people pregnant? Why the fuck you keep leaving your kids? Why the fuck, like, why the fuck is this even, like, normal in our culture? And then we turn around to the woman and say, you shouldn't have had that fucking baby. And then we have a culture of, why would you put him on child support? I've, I've had so many different conversations with, so let's talk about it. I remember my mom, um, so how the state works is, like, if your dad, my dad was on my birth certificate, so down the line like the state started like when I was younger when I started getting older we started getting stuff in the mail about child support like about child support my mother never put him on child support so I remember getting the letter came in the mail my mother was like um my mother and it came up like I was young though I forgot how it came up but then she was like I never put him on child support like I don't need him and I'm like what the f like now that I get older, I hear a lot of black women saying that. And I'm like, like, like they shamed black women into having these fucking babies and then shamed them into not holding these nigglets accountable. So we have a bunch of nigglets walking around. Okay, it's going to be, I told you it was going to be triggering. We have a bunch of nigglets walking around having multiple baby mothers and nobody's putting them on child support because I'm a strong black woman. You sound stupid. He helped you make that baby. He needs to help you pay for it. Because I feel like if we held them accountable, right? Because it takes two to tango. You ain't just steal this person's sperm and insert it. If it takes two to tango, he needs to be responsible as well. And it was almost as if like when my mom spoke of it, it was a sense of pride. And when I hear other black women speak of it, it's a sense of pride that you go through the struggle and do all the bearings and he gets to, he gets like, and he doesn't, and, and he doesn't have to go through any of the pain. And I think that to be weird, if you get me pregnant and you leave, you will be on child support. There's no question about it. I don't understand. And in and, and our culture, it's like, bitches just want to get pregnant to get child support. My niggas, strap the fuck up. Stop being irresponsible. We let them be irresponsible. And every time black men make a mistake, it's our problem. It's our problem. It's always our problem. It's a, it's your problem why he acts like that. Nigga, maybe so. I'm a part of it. But his dad abandoning him is also a problem. The males in his life, also a problem. Like, we have to stop. We have this disgusting culture of shame and blame. Shaming black women into being into submission, to put up with the with the nonsense. Treating these fucking boys like fucking, you know, I watch, you know, black women raise their sons to be, and not all of them, right? But a lot of them raise their sons to be the same niggas that hurt them. Make it make sense. Kids need both their parents. Now, whether or not it works out is not my conversation, but they need both their parents. And they need good examples. And if you love your children, you won't give them toxic-ass talking uh, uh, life lessons. I watch people, guys, like, fucking go from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. And they can do that because they always know. Because they made black women desperate. It's not me, though, because I, I don't got time. Right? Like, a lot of black women are afraid to be alone and desperate. That's the narrative. So they know, no matter what, I can misbehave, and I'm just going to blame it on you, and you're going to blame it on yourself because I've taught you that behavior. And then, and then, you're always going to take me because you don't want to be alone. So that's why they don't do self-work. Because they don't have to. There's always some desperado-ass chick that's gonna be like oh, I just want a man in my life so I'll just take him even though he beats me or he cheats on me or he talks to me like shit or he does this or he does that but I'm just gonna take him and they know that when you don't res and this is why black men do not respect us because no matter what you say no one respects you if you don't respect yourself 
when you think like oh not holding them accountable because you because when i look at our community and i'm and i'm a very observant person i like i got this from my grandmother because um so we my grandmother my grandmother at some point in her life wasn't able to walk she broke her hip she fell whatever she broke her hip and she's never been able to walk again so she was bedridden and so my aunt has all of her children so this is a whole other podcast has all of her children had all of her children living in my grandmother's house draining my grandmother dry and abusing her not physically but emotionally they don't do anything for her she called them for hours they really put her through the ringer like and that's why my grandmother's dead now but that's another story i told you this was gonna be triggering so okay but i would say to her put them out and just get a 24-hour nurse because she could get a 24-hour nurse and my grandmother literally wouldn't allow herself to put them out because she was afraid of being alone she didn't want to be alone she she knew that even if she let them stay in her house pay no bills and abuse her that she didn't have to be alone so i said that to say that's how our community treat the guys and our the, the the men in our community is you can do whatever you want because i'm afraid to be alone so i'm not going to call you on your bullshit and i know that you have so many options and i know that you only come to me because you're using me for something and so if i restrict you from doing that one thing that you're using me for you will leave me so we so we as a community allow them to just do whatever they want to do and we don't say anything because we're afraid to lose them but (laughs) and this is why they don't respect us yes we're all broken we're all hurt our fucking dads wasn't there our lives have been sucky we grew up shitty our parents taught us shitty ass things because they were taught shitty ass things and they didn't do the work maybe also too they didn't have the capacity to do the work right to do the self-work to figure out like where we're going wrong on individual level but then also on the community-based level The black community will hold a magnifying glass to black women, but they will never hold a magnifying glass to black men. They are our golden children. They can do no wrong. And when they do wrong, they can do no wrong. But let a black woman do the same thing. Oh my God, this bitch this. Oh my God. Like, oh well, she shouldn't have did that. Right? The conversation is different. A black woman falls. A black woman falls down the stairs. Says, "Yo, why didn't you watch where you was going?" A black man falls down the stairs. Oh my God, are you okay? And while that is a very simple analogy, it is essentially what our community does. You shouldn't have fell down the stairs. You should have held on the banister. Oh my God, are you okay? Like, do you want me to get you some band aids? Do you want? This is the different conversation that we have as a whole, as black women and black men. It's not right. Black men need to be held accountable. If you if you if you coddle a child, if you coddle a man, he will never be a man. And that's why we have a lot of grown boys in our community. And then we get upset because they don't treat us right. They shitty, and we can't keep these thugs and these hoodlums out of our neighborhoods. We can't raise our children. We can't let our children go outside and play without them fucking getting shot, it, or them fucking sitting in our fucking park, our, our parks, smoking the weeds, drinking the beers. We can't do any of that. Because who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you to tell them to stop? Black men can be as shitty as they want to be. And people are going to say, oh, you're just bashing black men. No, cut it the fuck out. Listen to what I'm saying. Learn to use your brain. Because I'm not one of those people who's going to baby you. Who's going to say, oh, no, no. You were taught to hate yourself as a black woman and to put up with bullshit and as a black man you were taught that you are the golden child and you were taught that like first of all they trying to as young adult they're trying to lay man shit on you as a child you got so many fucking responsibilities and don't even have the 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 equipment to get it done we use black men as fucking cash cows
You got some money. We don't see them as human beings. They're meal tickets. They don't have feelings. They're not important enough to see how was your day, what's going on with you. They're fucking meal tickets. Why are you crying? Stop acting like a bitch. Black woman, fall down, cries. Why the fuck are you crying? Get over it. Black women are treated like the ugly girl in the school. And black men are treated like the superstar who's 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 no more important than the than this no. Black men are treated like the super athlete who nothing else is important other than what he does, right? Other than what he contributes to the team, which is his finances. And there's a whole bunch of other things in there too, but just to skim off the cheese, to skim off the smut, this is where it boils down to. Black women are mules. We're mules of our community who are beat down, who are told we are lesser than, who are given a harsh stick while our male counterparts are given a soft stick and how we're going to push forward and you better take care of yourself. And then the guys in our, in our community are, are, are essentially told there's always going to be some, some, some broken hole that's going to take you. You ever pay attention to a lot of them don't have their own fucking apartments? They're always living with some woman? That's weird. They don't have shit. You all, but black women always got shit. Even if she raggedy ghetto, always got shit, but always got some raggedy nigga right next to her. I told you you'll be triggered. So don't ask me questions, period. This isn't about bashing the black community, but this is about holding each other accountable for, for how we treat each other. And then we get mad because we don't like each other. Let's talk about it. We do not like each other. We can put up all of this. Black women think, if I praise him enough, he'll see me. If I, if I if I say how great black men are, he'll see me. Black kings, you are the best. Bitch, he ain't do shit. But you'll see me. I'm human. I'm this. The desperation kills me. The desperation kills me. I can't. Like, I, I can't. I can't deal with that. Like, are you kidding me? Sit the fuck down. The desperation kills me. Like women are fucking treated like mules and they're exhausted, angry mules. And 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 when I say angry, I mean angry, but with reason. How dare you raise me but coddle your son? Right? And then this and I'm trying to be out here having a relationship and building children and families, and this motherfucker just wanna be out here in the streets. But then I got to raise these kids and go to motherfucking work. But then I'm blamed for when these niggas come out wrong. It's only so much we could do. You need your mother and your father in your life because they both bring different perspectives. And I'm so sorry for all of us that had... And, and, and I'm not saying everybody wasn't raised without their father, right? But a lot of us was. Like, most people in my community, we didn't even fucking, like, our fathers was never there. Is that Okay. Like, is that okay fucking behavior? Like, it's too okay. Our fucking community is toxic. You know how toxic we are? That we still go to family gatherings knowing that Uncle Tom was raping and touching all the little girls. And we still let that nigga come to the place with all the same girls he was touching and raping as a young age. That's how toxic black people are. This, we don't talk about it, attitude. If the only way I can keep you is to prevent myself 
right? So let's think about friendship. If the only way I can keep you around is to rock you to sleep and, and, and not give you the real, then we can't be friends. I'm not afraid to be alone. And the last time I checked, there's billions of people in the world. So, and I'm just, like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, like, I don't get it. There's billions of people in the world. Like, we good. There's no such thing as being alone. We're never alone. But I'm not afraid to be alone, right? And I think this idea of, like, black women are, it's just, it's just the same way, like, black men date out, they race, and they do all these different things. Black women do it. It's a problem. How dare you not continue to put up our shit? I watch these athletes, and so let's let's take this into consideration, right? First of all, if you didn't see Get Out, and the only thing that you came up with was that, um, oh, that's fucked up, and there was no um, deeper level of understanding of what they were, tr- what, what was, what was trying to be told when that girl at the um, towards the end when she thought he was dead or whatever she thought and she was in her um in her room scrolling through basketball players her next victim okay i just want y'all to remember that okay i just want y'all to remember that and let that sink in for the, for the dummies in the back when black men did out of their race when they get on and people get upset oh my god right and then when they get poor they go back to being with the person that you know a black person and then they get money and then they go back to being with right so i started reading this book and um i honestly was triggered by it but because of his honesty i was like wow what an amazing feat the book is called look i don't want to lie the book is by um it's called it's by a black panther member uh, I forgot what the book was called because I had to put it down and I could not finish. Like, I can't, I couldn't get past, like, page 50. I'm, I'm triggered. <laughs> because he spoke very candidly about, so here's what he said. And once I figure out that, I think it's a soul, the soul of black, no, that's Jane Baldwin, I think. Anyway, he, in the book, spoke about, um, I think this is a different podcast, but I, I couldn't do whatever I want. So he spoke about his obsession with white women and and I was triggered when he said, because here's why it's relevant. He said he started raping women and he said that he before he could go rape the the the, the white woman, he had to first practice on black women. And he said he tried to fight his obsession with white women, but he couldn't help it. But why do you think I was triggered? Because we were used as a stepping stone for this nigga to fucking learn to be a better fucking rapist. So he said that he can go across the railroad and start raping white women. So we were just the prerequisite. We were the stepping stone. We were the opportunity to strengthen his muscles for him to be a better fucking rapist. We were not thought of as people. We were dogs. We were pieces of nothing. Shit whatever you want to call it and I was triggered because yes him being a fucking rapist is horrendous yes it's horrendous it's horrible but the fact that he so can I love his honesty I love his honesty throughout the as much as I've read um, as soon as I get the fuck out I, I gotta walk in the living room and find it but I was because the, the the disregard for us, and that is the perfect the disregard for us as black women, and that in a nutshell is how we are treated. how we're treated and you know why we're treated that way because it's black woman's fault too because of your desperation and you let someone be into your head that you are nothing without them and you will be single and that built in fear for you 
You give black men blind loyalty. You cannot give anyone in your life blind loyalty. Because when you give blind loyalty, people tend to care less and less. Think I'm lying? Let's talk about people in the union. Right? Let's talk about school teachers. A lot of these fucking school teachers are lemonheads, but they are in the union. They don't give a fuck about what they do. They can do, they can damn near almost up until kill somebody and it won't fucking matter. They're in the union. I watch people get in the union and they fucking lax on their work and it's like it doesn't matter because no matter what I do, you're not going to leave me. We have taught them to be that way. And he said in the book, okay, when he thinks about black women, he thinks about we're the reasons why they're in poverty. Not because we're the reasons why, why, no, he said we are, when he thinks about being with a black woman, it's, we are the, like, we're just, we just remind him of the struggle. Poverty. Can you imagine? Can you imagine him saying this? You can get upset about what he said, but it's like, this is our society. How can I remind you, when you when you stand on the podium and you go to sing a song with your team and you take responsibility for the team and you always, and you turn to your team and you say, even though you guys played your instruments horrendously, I will always take the blame for what you did. They will then not give a fuck about what they're doing because you're going to take the blame. And in the black community, black women have laid down on the, laid down on the sword and said, I will take the blame, thinking that, and I'm not saying that it's coming from a negative place, but thinking that this was going to help and that this was going to be a good situation and that it was going to help black men to be better. I'll take it for you. I love you so much. I'll take it for you. And it's like, it backfired on you. Because when you're raising your sons, even in the absence of what? In the absence of man, you need to take the the good men in your life and give them positive reinforcement and have them have good conversations and have about the importance of family, the importance of taking, right? Because you don't want your son to turn into the same nigga that his father was, period. But instead of doing that, a lot of these bitter ass hoes, and I hate using the word bitter because I feel like that's such a negative connotation, but it is what it is, then just turn because they don't care about no one else but themselves. And if I got hurt, why should I care about somebody else's daughter being hurt going down the line? Right? Our community needs to take accountability for our negative and bad behaviors. It's not, it's, it's everything. It's either the black the black woman or the white man but we're always blamed first it's just it's weird to me like where's the accountability in our communities you know and that's, and that's how I feel where's the accountability where's the, where's the accountability here? you know so um, let me see how long I've been on this okay I have 53 minutes I think that I only have like seven minutes left so again to get back to all of my points right so we spoke about being our culture being hypersexualized for even from young age teaching our children to be womanizers and then getting mad when they're grown fucking adult womanizers right we spoke about not allowing us to be individual people now allowing our sons to be individuals not allowing our daughters to be individuals right and then they grow up to be again another form of our toxic ass culture right we spoke about um the our our, our community um, using black women as mules, right? And dumbing black women down to accept the, the, um, the, the trash, right? And our community, because we're, because they create, dumbing us down and making us feel sorry for, make it, <laughs> making them feel sorry for themselves so that they will just accept anything. Right? 
and the lack of respect for this for the for the for the and 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 taking responsibility for all of our community's bad behaviors men and women because women have their shit too right and not taking accountability You want black women and black women to like e- to love e- to love each other, but we don't even like each other because then we in turn don't like ourselves. And this is what happens when you allow a community of people to just coexist, to to not question bad behaviors, to say it's okay, it's not fucking okay, it's not okay for you to leave your kids, it's not okay for you to take care of your kids, it's not okay. The more you take from them in terms of they make kids. You, they need to be on child support that'll make them right that burn will make them more inclined to think twice before they nutty buddy and some random woman or some woman that they were just trying to have a one night stand in I heard little babies no is it little babies who's okay this baby shit is retarded but the babies the babies the one with the big bulldog head that one I heard his baby mother say on an interview. I don't know who was with. She's. They were asking her about him and her relationship, and she said, "Oh, we were just messing around for like two months or something." And they were asking her whether in a relationship. She said no, and then she said, "But then I just got pregnant." So. Pause. What's the problem with this conversation? You weren't in a relationship with this nigga. You were literally just having random ass sex with this nigga for like a month or something. And then what triggered me was she said, well, when I got pregnant, I thought, I thought, oh, we're having a baby. So like we're in a relationship, but it was never said. Bitch, what? The fuck are you talking about? This nigga is running around raw dogging bitches she's out here letting a random nigga raw dog on her right and you get pregnant and then you say well I, you know it was never said but i figured we was just in a relationship but she never liked you you were a booty call turned into a baby mama you were never in a relationship boo if you want to have booty calls do what you want but make sure that your booty calls don't turn into long-term situationships because you got to deal with that person for the rest of their lives because they have your child for the ones that stick around and for the ones who don't stick around well because it's not your problem is it and then we'll say oh he's a stand-up dude yeah Because in our community, doing the bare minimum is important because they failed to do the bare minimum of fucking taking care of their kids. So to say, oh, well, he takes care of his daughter. He really loves her. He does. So it seems, because I don't know. But it seems like he really cares about his daughter. But do you care about her enough to change your ways and become a disciplined human being? Mom, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, mom and dad, like... We know the pain that we had to experience. It's okay to be young, have fun, and do whatever you want to do. It's your life. But when you bring life, at what point do we become responsible for for our actions and what we bring up in the world? We can't do this anymore. And we can't say, oh, it's his fault or it's her fault. It's no one's fault but your own. It's no one's fault but your own. And you have to... Be, be responsible for your own shit. Be respectful to yourself. Even if you were doing these things, change it up. Okay, I made this mistake. You know what? Now I gotta stay. Back in the day, they used to do that. Even though it turned into toxic situations, fine. If you can't be together, but you can have, but you can have a good partnership, then that's what you gotta do, I guess. But don't stop making long-term decisions with temporary people. And stop just looking at people's beautiful faces. Because these beautiful people are broken and angry and toxic. A lot of times that's the truth. We need to start holding each other accountable on both ends. And cut the bullshit. For our children's sake. Because I don't want my kids dating none of your kids. Period. 
because you don't want to do you don't love them enough to be disciplined and to stop your bullshit so on another note thank you very much for listening to my podcast today and if you were triggered i'm not sorry um i'm not saying that everything i say is right but what i say is my truth so enjoy and have an amazing 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 day um and it's okay bye